Living your life as both a spiritual teacher and spiritual student is not about learning or becoming anything. It's about remembering and living as the truth you are. With deep conviction and enthusiasm, Reverend Randy Thickey guides and encourages others to go within to their intimate space to find their infinite truth. Welcome to I Am Spirit Creating. Well, good morning. And welcome to Unity Southeast in Kansas City. So I was talking to a minister friend of mine and he had told me that he went to visit an elderly lady this week and she was preparing for her transition. And he said, well, tell me a little bit what you want your funeral to look like. And she says, I only have one request. Make sure that every one of my pallbearers are women. And he said, well, why is that? She says, well, I've never been married. I've never had kids, never been in a relationship. And if a man couldn't take me out while I was alive, he definitely ain't taking me out when I'm not. <laughs> These women. <laughs> so let's just breathe into you are sacred love. What I'd like you to do is just close your eyes and just picture yourself. Picture the divinity that you are, and I want you to tell yourself, and really mean it, I am sacred love. Say it out loud with me. I am sacred love. Say it again. I am sacred love. Say it like you believe it. I am sacred love. Now turn to your neighbor and say, you are sacred love. Man, you guys have some enthusiasm today. You guys had your Wheaties this morning, didn't you? <laughs> today is November 17, 2019, and our daily words are divine order. My life unfolds in divine order. Can you say that with me? My, My life unfolds in divine order. Examples of order and progression are all around me. The seasons, the tides, all the cycles of growth are happening in perfect sequence. Trying to rush the process or skip a step would create disruption in the progression that is nature. Like the seasons and tides, divine order guides my life unfoldment. I take my cue from the natural world and do not try to rush my growth or take shortcuts to reach my goals. Instead, I awaken to divine order, realizing it helps me keep my balance. In gratitude, I affirm divine order as, my, as I bless my mind and physical body for serving me so well. Acting on guidance I receive from divine mind, I affirm divine order in all I accomplish. And our scripture today comes from Mark chapter 4, verse 28. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. The earth produces of itself, first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain of the head. How many of us make the decision every once in a while, every week, every day, every hour that we're in control? How many of us think that, you know what, when life gives us lemons, we make lemonade? Or do we just say, when life gives us lemons, the lemons are needed for a reason, so let's figure out how to best use them, and maybe sometimes it's not lemonade. 
Because things will come at you in this divine life that's divinely ordered that really will throw you out of left field. And it happens to all of us. So today's service is one, recognizing that there's divine order in your life, but also recognizing that we walk this path in oneness and that we're never alone. And that no matter what is going on in your life, I hope that you choose to surround yourself with individuals who see the best in you and who can simply see you as sacred love even when the world appears not to see you in that way. Because what I have noticed, at least for me, in the last couple of weeks is I am surrounded by people who love me and want the best for me and see the greatness that I am because within me is the Christ nature that is within them. But I also see people who are saying, okay, we're going to figure out how to knock this guy off his pedestal a little bit. And that's okay. Somebody clapped. And you all were silent. You can tell more about your friends <laughs> when they don't speak out. <laughs> no, but honestly, you know, I was so entrenched in four or five voices of negativity that I forgot about the hundreds and thousands of voices that are around me that want to see the best for me, that see joy in my life, that see blessings in my life, that see hope in my life, that see love in my life. And what I realized is that where am I focusing my intentions and where am I gathering my truth? I am so grateful for certain individuals within this community. I'm grateful for all of you, but some really stuck out this week. Kim Brown, I appreciated your email. Kim Brown sent me an email this week and said, have you thought about, and this is what I see, and know that I've got your back and I support your truth, but make sure that you're seeing it from all sides. And I read that email the first time and I said, what does she think? And then I read it the second time and said, she cared enough to send it. And then I read it the third time to realize that she was giving me and supporting me and nudging me and reminding me of who I am and what I set out to do when I walked through these doors for the first time. So I am so grateful for you. Paula, I think Paula is downstairs. Paula called me earlier in the week and she said, Randy, I, it seems like you're going through some things. And I said, yes, I am. And she said, remember who you are. Remember what you started out to do. Remember what the goal was and don't get lost in the score. And it really struck me when she said, remember what the goal is and don't get lost in the score. Because sometimes we keep score and forget about the fact that we've all already won. Just by knowing that we are divine love and divine joy, we have already won. Just by knowing that we are the Christ and from within us dwells the truth, we've already won. So why are we spending so much time and so much energy proving to other people that we can score when we've already won the game? So grateful for Bailey and Casey because they sent me songs this week and when I got them I thought, hmm, what will I do with them? Little did I know what was about to come. 
Little did I know that it was divine order and divine timing, and this was the week that I was going to have to lean on the everlasting arms of my friends, my family, my associates, and my church. So I'm going to ask that you come up and get ready for your song. Um, so today, I just want to celebrate not only who we are, but who we choose to s surround ourselves with. And know that we are picking and choosing and aligning and gravitating. I always say your vibe creates your tribe. And if your vibe isn't creating your tribe, then I invite you to either get a new vibe or find a new tribe. Because when they're out of sync, those are the times that you start to battle with yourself and there's no one to pull you back and remind you of who you are. So I am in gratitude for so many people. I'm in gratitude for you, Michelle, because you were just there for me all week long, letting me know that, hey, I love you and I care about you and I know what you're trying to do and I know your truth and it was amazing to me. And so we don't do it alone. So I want you to make sure when you leave today, you remind yourself and even make a list of those people who are always there for you. And don't take them for granted. Because when we take them for granted, not only do they not know that we see them and we hear them and we know them and we respect them, but we begin to forget. So I want you really to know that Unity Southeast of Kansas City is here to support you. And this community is ready to do amazing things in your life, and we have your back. And I witnessed that with this congregation this week, and I am ever so grateful. So remind your loved one who they are, but more importantly, make sure that you are there for them as well. So I invite you to turn within. Little did you know that that Christ nature, that divine spirit is always there for you. And so whatever trials and tribulations are going on in your life, I invite you to simply lean into the divinity that resides within you. That thing that will always lift you up even when you feel that you're falling down. That thing that is always there, that thing that anchors your soul, anchors your mind, anchors your spirit. For you are the truth, you are the light, you are the way. So today I invite you to simply set aside your concerns of the day. Unite your hearts and minds in prayer. And with each breath I invite you to relax to the open and divine ideas that are fresh and revitalizing the oneness that resides within you. Today I invite you to recognize your power and the presence of God that dwells within you. Because little did you know that that power, that presence, that oneness will hold you in any circumstance, in any situation. That any time you feel lonely or confused, you can simply go within and be held in the arms of spirit, in the arms of the divine, in the arms of that Christ consciousness, that truth that lives and breathes and shows up as you. Let go of hurt. Let go of pain. Release it to the truth 
stop believing the error thoughts of others and start relying on the truth of your being. You are sacred love. You are blessed peace. You are unending joy. You are equipped. Feel the Christ in you and as you now. Feel the Christ in you and as you now. And know that it is good. And know that it is well. You are the Christ expressing. You have all the Christ is within you. You are called to be. You are called to know. And you are called to live. So enliven your spirit. And don't let this world deaden your soul. So enliven your spirit. And take back the power that you give to those things that no longer serve you. As you bask in the beauty that is the Christ and spend time with the divine. So I invite you to breathe in that Christ nature and bring it out into this sanctuary as you come out of the silence and come out of meditation, bringing with you the truth. So as it becomes comfortable for you, I invite you to open your eyes and return right here, right now, to this divine space and to this divine place. So, Yesterday, we had a long day here at Unity Southeast between board meetings and metaphysics classes and energy healing and group healing and everything else you can throw the kitchen sink at. It seems like we were busy doing so many things, and I was so honored to see the number of people who walked through the door yesterday and spent time with us and to also see the number of people who don't attend but were still realizing the beauty and the love that radiates from this space, the beauty and love that you create and leave here when you walk out on Sunday, and the residuals of it last all week long. But in the metaphysics class, I was so in awe of you, John Rousey, and how you were explaining these words and these concepts that I know that I had the most difficult time with when I got into 
unity because I kept holding on to the indoctrinated beliefs of my path along the way. Now, I am so grateful for Catholicism, which I spent time in. I'm so grateful for the Baptist, which I spent time in. I'm so grateful for the Church of God International, which I spent a bit of time in, but I am in awe of unity. And I knew when I found unity why I had gone through all the different other schools of thought because I was searching for what was right for me. You see, my parents had one belief and people that I knew along the way had other beliefs and they all said, this is the one for you. What I realized was that no one can tell you which is the one for you. You've got to discover it and you've got to find it on your own. So John was talking about being born again and resurrection. And it was interesting as the students taking the class were like, well, I don't really like that word born again because it reminds me of, and I don't really like that resurrection. And I'm not sure how I feel about um, reincarnation. And, we, and John said, stop. I want you to stop right now. And I want you to think back in a time of your life when everything changed for you. A time when you had an epiphany or something happened or something went on in your world where you realized you would never be the same again. Where a new truth came to being. And he said, does anybody feel comfortable sharing that? And the hand shot up. And one person talked about a set of circumstances and other persons talked about a different set of circumstances and, he's, and at the end he says, now that is being reborn. That is resurrection. That is reincarnation. When you stop and you realize that you will never be the same again and you ascend to a higher level because of something that went on in your life and what I notice is oftentimes when they spoke about that thing that happened, it wasn't something beautiful and perfect, it was something that disrupted their world and then they found a way through and they would never be the same again. So I'm going to invite you right now to just simply think about that moment, that time, that when everything changed. When did it change for you? There may be one, two, three, a thousand moments, but when did it change for you? And when did you know you were profoundly changed? And when did you know that you were profoundly changed? And did you go back to the old you or did you simply rush forward into the new you? Or like some of us, including me, sometimes we step in both. The old me feels really comfortable right now, so this is where I'm going to be. Okay, I'm with this group of people, so now I can be me, who I truly am. Hold on, wait a minute, I'm at my family's house and it's Thanksgiving, I can't talk about. Oh, wait a minute, I'm in church, I can say whatever I want. It's okay because we all do it, but my question is remember which is you and which is a modified version of you. Because sometimes we even get confused in our truth. So we have our foot in one side of us, we have our other foot in the other side of us, and sometimes we forget who we are. We forget our truth. So I'm going to ask you to do something. We're going to go back and we're going to sing that chorus. I just want to know you better. Will you do that for me? And what I want you to do is I want you to remember who you are. 
not who you think you are, not the personality that you brought here today, not the problems of yesterday, and not the confusion of tomorrow, but who you are. And picture that you in your mind, and I want you to ask that you to hold the door for you when you need it. I want you to ask that you to be there and promise that you'll be there when you need it. Because what I want everyone to do before they leave here today is to get to know themselves better. Not who they thought they were, but who they are. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and sing along with the chorus of this. And we're just going to sing it until we know it to be true. So... I just want to know you better know, you better know, you better know. Sing that to yourself. I just want to know you better know, you better know, you better know. I just want to know you better know, you better know, you better know. I just want to know you time for Bailey and Casey. And you can sit and then we'll bring you back. Wow. Yeah, I got those songs and I thought, okay, this is going to be interesting. Taylor Swift, Alex and Sierra, Ed Sheeran. What do they think this is? A discotheque? And then I realized that, wait a minute, we all need to remember who we are and we all need to get to know who that is even more and more every day because we give so much attention to who other people think we are and then we modify ourselves to fit into somebody else's mold but what if we just accepted who we were truly within and just knew ourselves as we were designed to be as whole and perfect and driven, and led, and divine. I started this service today by saying, remember who you surround yourself with. Are they people who see the best in you? Are they people who will lift you up like the Sharon Turner Jacksons of the world? Or the Glenda Annalis of the world? I was pumping gas this morning and my text went off and it was Bundy. It was just a little image and said, don't forget who you are. You are love and expression. And it just blew me away. Because it came at the right and perfect time as I was preparing to come in here and I was preparing to tell you that you are beautiful and divine and perfect. I was pumping gas and forgetting that I was too. So I invite you to surround yourself by those who give you the gentle reminder and see you as you are. Which takes us to Matthew 17. 
If you have your Bible, you can pull it out. If not, I'll put the words on the screen. Matthew 17, verse 1 through 5. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as the light. After six days, Jesus took Peter, James, John, and the brother of James. You see, what I know is before this happened, before chapter 17, Jesus was healing, and Jesus was helping, and Jesus was walking and exhibiting the Christ nature, but now the Pharisees were coming up against him and saying, you can't, you shouldn't, you won't. And Jesus was losing his way. And he realized that he needed to elevate higher, go up the mountain. But he realized in that moment it wasn't about him going alone. It was about him pulling in his closest associates, those who would support him and help him rise and ascend to where he wanted to be. So he brought with him the Peters, the James, John, the brother of James. I bring with me Glenda and Sharon and Bob and Crystal and Agnes and Julia. You see, because each week when I come to Unity Southeast and I get to stand up in front of you, I feel like I'm climbing the mountain and I know I'm not climbing it alone. And I know that once I get up that mountain, because you can see the light in me, and because you can see the good in me, I am also transfigured the same way Jesus was. Because when I forget my way, I can gather my tribe and they can remind me of the vibe that I choose to live. So Jesus goes up the mountain with his closest associates and he gets there and it says he was transfigured before him. I say he was transfigured because of them. Just then, there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Now, Moses was in the Old Testament and Elijah was in the Old Testament. These are people who had gone long ago. But what we know by reading the Old Testament is that Moses was revered he was a prophet. We know that Elijah was revered. He was a prophet. They were also way showers along with Jesus. And so what it says is when John and James and Peter were standing looking at Jesus speaking, suddenly before them appeared Moses and Elijah as well because what they realized was that Jesus was also a prophet and they could see in him the qualities of Elijah and Moses as well. And then they said, we will build tents for all of you. We will provide you shelter. We will make sure you are safe. Because they realized in that moment that what they had before them was the Christ expressing. And in that moment, they realized what they had within them was the Christ expressing as well. So they're on the mountain. Jesus becomes transfigured. They see Elijah. They see Moses. And they offer up shelter. And it says, while he was still speaking, a cloud covered them. Now, I don't know about you, but when I see the storms of life, oftentimes 
we're in the midst of the clouds. I know sometimes when I'm not thinking straight, it feels like my whole head is foggy. So when I read this and it says, while he was speaking, a bright cloud covered them, I think bright as something that's easy to see. So they were, it was easy for them to see the cloud that was covering Jesus at the time. And from the cloud, a voice said, This is my son whom I love. I am well pleased. This is my blessed son. So my question is, the next time you see someone standing in a cloud and you realize that things are foggy and they've lost their way and you know that their goal, their desire is to transcend higher and to climb the mountain and they're coming to you and saying, will you walk alongside me? Will you remind me that I am the Christ expressing? Will you remind me that I am a prophet? And even when I'm in the midst of the cloud, will you remind me that I am the beloved son and a child of the Most High. Because it's so easy when people are in a cloud and say, you, did you see Crystal today? I don't know what's wrong with her. I bet you it's because of blah, blah, blah and blah, blah, blah. And so are we seeing her as divine? Are we seeing her as a prophet? Or is she just a distraction to remind us or to make us believe that our life may not be so bad? Because what I find is when we're busy talking about everyone else, it's because we're not focusing on ourselves. And we will never change another. But we can be there while they are changed. And we can allow them to change for good and allow them to change into the nature and the truth of what they are. So, where are you today? Are you in the cloud? Are you climbing the mountain? Are you one of the chosen ones that's there to support another? Because in every moment of life, I invite you to know that the climb is yours to do. And that the cloud will always appear from time to time. But you have your own John. You have your own James. You have your own Jane. I have my own Michelle. You have your own Deborah. You have your own Lynn. Can you count on them when it matters? And are they there to help you climb higher? Or are they just there to help you dig deeper? Because what I know to be true is when we dig deeper and deeper and deeper, it's easy for others to push us in. Climb the mountain. That shovel, use it as a weapon for good. Be careful who you surround yourself with. 
know who you are. Because they didn't carry Jesus up the mountain. They didn't push him in a cart. He had to do the walk himself. So even when we ask others to lift us up, let's not be dead weight. You are divine. You are sacred love. You are deepest joy. You are blessed peace. You are, and we are, unity southeast in Kansas City. And for that, I can't be more proud. We will live out our truth regardless of what happens outside those four walls. And when we know who we are, we will change what's outside those four walls for good. John talked about resurrection yesterday. And I happened to be sitting in the group and I happened to, you know me, I love to talk. I said, well, before the resurrection, there's got to come the crucifixion. And somebody in the group said, well, what do you mean by that? And I said, sometimes we have to surrender. Sometimes we have to put our arms out and just bless and love and take in what's coming at us. Because when you've done all you possibly can, sometimes what you need to do is just release and let go. And so I learned a very powerful lesson yesterday in talking to some people that I confide in, and they said, Randy, this is something you've just got to let go. And I answered back so quickly because my ego was so present and said, but we have to fight the fight. But if Jesus would have kept fighting, the, crucifix the crucifixion would never have happened. If he didn't simply release and let go and say, Thy will be done. Everything wouldn't have changed. So as much as I'm telling you to climb the mountain, I'm also trying to tell you, pick your mountains wisely. Namaste.